Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Sophie Collins, and I am a mother and entrepreneur, and I am obsessed with feeling my best. This show is going to cover everything from work to wellness to motherhood and what it looks like to encompass all of those things into your life. I hope you enjoy. Today's episode is amazing. I am talking to the co-founder of Array, Sif Hyder. Sif is the host of the Dream Bigger podcast, one of my favorite podcasts that I've consistently shared over the last couple of years. And today, Sif and I talk about everything from her morning routine, how they decided it was time to raise money for Array, what it looks like to now live in Los Angeles versus growing up in Toronto and Bangladesh, her strength training routine, how she incorporates Array into her daily life, where she finds inspiration, working with her partner. It's just such an incredible episode that goes all over the map from being a founder to being so inspired and dedicated to wellness. And I just can't wait to catch up with Sif in person the next time I am in LA. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, as I mentioned before we started recording, look up to you so much as a podcaster and founder, and I just couldn't be more excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this and you're crushing it as well. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you. That's so, so sweet. Well, before we dive into all of the things I want to talk to you about today, I feel like an hour is not going to be enough, but <laughs> <laughs> tell us about who is Sif? I think most people in my community will know who you are, probably mostly because I talk about Array so much, but just give us the gal behind the brand and who you are. So I am the co-founder of Array. I have a podcast called The Dream Bigger Podcast, and I'm a creator and just very passionate about all things wellness and helping women feel like the best versions of themselves. Amazing. And what does that look like for you? What is the best version of yourself at this point in time in your life? Um, someone who is clear. Um, and by clear, I mean like mentally clear, you know, active, able to prioritize my health while making a difference in the world. So I feel like that. And also, I guess, like as part of that, someone who just enjoys life, you know, like I want to enjoy this journey that I'm on. And if I see myself getting to a place where I'm like, you know, not enjoying it, then I check in and kind of figure out what I need to change in order to make sure that I start feeling that way again. I couldn't agree more. I think in the wellness space too, you go so far down these paths and all of a sudden you realize you've lost this lust for life and joy and I think that really comes through in the interviews that you do and the content that you share. And I know you share a lot about 80-20 and being a wellness girly during the week and enjoying a margarita on the weekend. So mm-hmm. before we dive into all of that, like, tell me how your day starts and what does your morning look like? So my morning is really my sacred time. And I always wake up a few hours before my workday starts. That's typically around the 6.30 mark is when I wake up. 
first thing I do is chug a whole bunch of water. Um, then I journal usually with like an, like an Americano with some cinnamon in hand. Then I go out for a long walk where I listen to a podcast or a book. And then I come home and start the work day. So I feel like that's kind of the standard for my morning. Um, I've gone into the ha- habit now of working out in the evenings before, like I would do a workout in the morning, but now I just do it in the evening. So that's, that's my morning. So interesting. I have never been an evening workout person. I like have to get it done first thing or by like six o'clock. I am winding. Oh, <laughs> I am by the way, the same as you, but this is actually like a function of like necessity more than preference. So I am absolutely a morning person. I had worked out first thing in the morning for like, I don't even know how many years, but we live in LA now and I don't know how to drive yet. I'm taking lessons for the first time. And so I rely on my husband to get me to the gym and he works out in the evening. And so now I started going with him. So I like, like basically what I've done is I've shifted my work day. So I start a, like a little bit closer to like eight, seven thirty-eight. And I end the work day so that I can get to the gym by four because I still have some energy left in me. I've done a 6 p.m. and I'm like, oh, this is just torture, honestly. I don't know how people go to like 7.30, 8 o'clock, even a yoga class at that time. I feel like that would raise my cortisol enough that I'm not going out of bed. My husband is one of those psychopaths. Like he goes to the gym at seven sometimes and I'm like, what's wrong with you? That's not the vibe. I'm like... Pretty much eye mask is on by 745 and it's winding down and a hundred percent. It's a function of having kids too. I think I used to do evening workouts. I can't remember. It was long, like five years ago, but I love the dynamic between you and your husband. You guys are so, um, tell us a little bit about working together and what that's been like for you. I love working with Nish. Honestly, I think we just lucked out in that sense, whereby our skill sets are very complementary. I think that he is the smartest person that I know. And so I just always knew that if I were to start a brand, I'd want him as a co-founder because he covers everything that I don't. His brain works in a way that I admire so much. And so we love working together. It, it works well for our business. And we just have a lot of fun doing it. You know, like it's really nice to be able to share your highs and lows with your partner and not just have them like empathetically kind of understand because they're a supportive partner, but like really feel it because, you know, anything that I go through, he's going through and vice versa. So, of course, like, it works sometimes for some people and it doesn't for others. So I'm not saying that this is for everyone, but you know, for us, it's worked really well. And I'm, I'm really grateful to be on this journey with him. I just love how you guys have your photo when you send out your packages and <laughs> your email newsletter. Like, I think there's so much that you're doing with Array that still feels so personal, despite how you've grown and raised money to this point. Tell us a little bit about that journey and when you decided it was time to raise money for Array. Well, I mean, it's still like very personal and still very small. Like we're a team of 14 and that includes Nish and I and we're really tight knit. Like Nish and I touch most parts of the business. It's like, you know, very rare that like something will happen without us kind of looking at it or like knowing what's going on. Actually, that never happens. 
But yeah, it's still like small in in our mind. In terms of when we decided that we were going to raise money, we bootstrapped it for the first year and a half. We put our wedding money into our business, um, didn't have a wedding, decided that, you know, starting a business and like running it was more important. Um, We didn't raise money for a year and a half. And when we did, we did it because we felt like it would allow us to grow a little bit faster um, to buy more inventory, to make a couple more hires. So we were very efficient with our cash and we were profitable within the first six months of our business as well. It's just we wanted a little bit more flexibility to grow quickly because we saw a huge opportunity in the market. We obviously had product market fit um, and we just thought that it would allow us to grow a little bit faster. Yeah, I remember you mentioned on one of your podcast episodes too when Melissa Wood posted about Array and that was kind of a huge tipping point for you. What mm-hmm. was like the other big tipping points when you were growing for the first couple of years? Haley Bieber, I think, mentioned it too. That I'm sure. Yeah. Haley Bieber was a big moment. Um, what else? I mean, there have been so many. Like when we had this like huge display with Erewhon for the first time, which was last year, that was really cool. When we've had like our first event that we did was like a really big moment. There have been like so many, like even like specific hires that we've made. Like this is like, it's going to sound small, but it's absolutely not. Like I remember hiring our first person to help us with packaging so I could step away from like literally packing this, these things with my own two hands and like actually like be have some time to work on like other things as well. So, I mean, you know, throughout the journey of entrepreneurship, there are just so many of these milestones and significant moments. Like even today, we launched our loyalty program, which is like, really like there has been so much thought that's gone into it. It's really nothing that we've seen in the market at all. Like it's like very well thought out, very intentional. And even that's such a big milestone because it's something that we worked tirelessly on behind the scenes for literally months. Like it's been, I don't even know, like probably like 50, 60 hours of like work and meetings and just constantly iterating on it. So, you know, there's, there's just like, I feel like there's a milestone every month, honestly. (laughs) That's so amazing. So what does your loyalty program look like? Tell us about it. So essentially, we just really wanted to give people just like rewards for like being a part of our community and um, a loyal customer as well. So, you know, it's based on like, I guess, like the number of orders, like the easiest way for me to explain it. And so it like, depending on what tier you're in, you get access to like deeper discounts, you get access to merch, you get our like hat that we exclusively designed for this. We a few months ago did this campaign with um, our bedazzled bloat bottles. So we bedazzled a bunch of these bloat bottles and they were like a limited edition or they are a limited edition skew. And that's something that's reserved for like the top tier of customers as well. So there's like a lot of different like perks and Essentially, we just listened to everything that our audience was asking for that they'd seen and like PR mailers or like limited edition kind of campaigns that we'd done. And we brought it back specifically for our loyalty program. So it's something we're really proud of and super excited about. Amazing. I love that. And I will be joining slash probably already are in a certain tier. Yeah, you you definitely are. Right? <laughs> I am such a huge fan of Array. And I know you and I have talked about this before. Tell us a little bit about like the origin story of why you created the product. I know it was personal to you and 
Tell us about like how you incorporate each of each of the array skews into your daily life. So I got into holistic wellness literally out of desperation. So I had struggled with my immune system for my whole life. And I was on this hamster wheel of getting sick, taking antibiotics, getting better, doing it all over again. And ultimately, in my early 20s, I ended up fracturing a rib from a chronic cough. And when I went to my doctor, I was just prescribed codeine. There was literally no plan forward. There was there were there was nothing for me. And so, you know, at this point, I was like, okay, well, I can keep going down this route, but it's really not getting me where I want to go. And I'm, you know, 23 years old and I feel like I'm so old. Like I feel like I'm in my 80s, you know? And so I started looking at holistic wellness, even though I was a big skeptic. And, you know, back then wellness was certainly not what it is today. But I was like, okay, I'm just going to research whatever I can. So I was reading books, like articles from integrative medicine practitioners, naturopathic doctors, data, like literally all, like anything and everything that I could find. And I started experimenting with myself, with herbs, minerals, and vitamins, started to notice huge difference in my immune system. From there, started to like kind of play around with other supplements for other issues that I had, like single ingredient products. And, you know, my husband and I realized that there was this huge white space in wellness whereby if you go into a Sephora, it's so easy for you to identify what skincare products you need. So, you know, they're usually targeted, whether it's for your dark circles or your hyperpigmentation or whatever your issue is. It's usually formulated by a chemist or a derm. You know, it's of course, it's results oriented and it's also really beautifully packaged. So consumers really want to use it and integrate it into their daily routines. We found that supplements were confusing. They looked sterile, very intimidating. And so our goal with Array was to create um, 100% natural targeted supplements that work in under an hour. So all our products are like very results driven and they're all really beautiful. So you're excited to use it and like have it out in a place where like it's easy to access as well. So I like, I think the next question you asked was how I integrate each of the products in my life. We have bloat. So bloat I use typically either I have it before my meal if I know I'm going in for a big meal or after a meal to help me digest something. It's typically like after my largest meal of the day or if I'm traveling, then like I'll definitely have it more than once a day because I need it more than once a day. Like I was just in Italy and let me tell you, I was having it after every meal. Um, I feel like it's so funny because people say like, oh, we go to Italy and like, you know, you feel great all the time. And it's like, well, you are still eating different things. Like, you're not usually eating a croissant for breakfast and like pasta for lunch and dinner. So even just the exactly digestion. Yeah. And like, it's just honestly, it's the sheer volume of food. It's just not how I normally eat, you know, like, but I don't want to miss out on anything. Like everything is delicious. So this just helps. I have calm during the day, usually like in the morning prior to meetings, basically prior to me starting the day, it just helps me like then out a little bit. It's not a drowsy formula. So it's like very, very helpful. And then I use sleep every night before bed. I have that and magnesium as well. I swear the sleep that I get because of our sleep capsules is an absolute game changer. Like I track it on my aura ring, obviously. And my deep sleep stats are 
actually out of control. Like they're so good. So those are like the three that I use every single day. Then we have Heartburn, which is a very popular product, but I don't deal with Heartburn. So I don't use that product. And then we have Gut Boost, which I use here and there, which is a bitterest product. So that's kind of like everything we have. So good. And even when we have like minor stomach aches in the family, we're taking blow. Like I want you to release all this for kids. Obviously, it's a whole other market and a whole other issue. But um, I want to, Sophie, like, trust me, we're working on it because I so I don't have kids. So obviously, like, I'm not familiar with like all the issues that moms deal with and just like dealing with their babies. But I am shocked to hear stomach issues that kids go through. Like I had no idea. Yeah. And one of the things we use flow for is when we're getting over a stomach bug, we'll start incorporating that to just help boost our digestion every night. Like we'll take Mm -hmm. a while in the morning and then at the end of the day, just to kind of get us back on track, it just makes you, it literally makes you feel better. Like you said, within an hour. So that's like a way that we incorporate it, but it's been, it, it was such a blessing to have. We never go without any of those three that you mentioned as well. Thank you. That makes my day. Yeah, no, it really, like if we're running low, it's like a reorder. I mean, we should really just be subscribing, but love gut boost. It actually takes, it tastes like a mocktail. Like even if you just I know their water. It's really good. So it's really funny because I think bitters is a product that still people don't quite understand, but just so your audience gets it if they yeah, like haven't it. heard of it. Um, essentially, bitter herbs helps get your body ready to receive food. Um, it helps break it down more efficiently. So it helps you salivate. It helps get your digestive enzymes going to receive the food. So you're absorbing the nutrients a lot more efficiently. Also, if you use bitters regularly, it helps with things like stabilizing appetite and really understanding hunger cues. So one of our team members actually like came over the other day and she's like, she was telling our, like uh, the girl on our team who like works on R&D and she's like, oh my God, I had gut boost before eating my sweet green salad. And typically like I scarf it down so fast. And like this time I just like ate three quarters of it and I just felt full. Like I just felt really satiated. And like, that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to help you recognize your own hunger cues and understand how much your body actually needs to eat, you know? Because oftentimes, like, because we're so busy and we're doing everything on the go, we aren't even in touch with, like, what's going on with our body, right? So if you think about it, before our belt was, you know, we would be eating and we'd be eating really without distractions. Like, we wouldn't be eating and working at the same time. And so on account of that, we would be able to do things like salivate and actually look forward to the food. We don't have that anymore. And so something like gut boost really helps with that. No, that's actually such a smart way to think about it. I'm such a volume eater. Like I I like to feel full. And so when I had it, I found the exact same thing. Like it just preps your digestion. You have your food. You digest it in a new way. It's it's amazing. And I just so grateful you've created these products. Do you work with like a naturopath or someone who's like certified in this space to come up? Oh, yeah. 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 So we have a formulator in-house who works directly with naturopathic doctors to come up with the formulation. So for example, Bloat and Calm was the naturopathic doctor we worked with. She owns the biggest eating disorder clinic in Canada, and it's like the best eating disorder clinic. And we worked with her for Bloat and Calm because 
bloating, like when you're dealing with people who have eating disorders, like you're really seeing the most complex of digestive issues. And so she was really an expert in that area. And same with calm, like she was seeing people with very, very tough, like issues around anxiety and stress. And so we really worked with someone who was the best at their craft. Similarly for sleep, gut boost, all of these other products, like we've always worked with an expert naturopathic doctor who's like really like has mastered their craft. That's phenomenal. And what an amazing way to like bring your product and help change people's lives beyond like the people who are using it day to day. That's incredible. You just recently moved to LA. I know you were kind of back and forth between Toronto, which I don't know if you know that I'm from Toronto. I was born and raised there. Wait, but you're in Vancouver now. I'm in Vancouver, but I was born in Toronto and I actually lived in California at the end of high school. Like, Oh my gosh. Wow. That's crazy. And then I was an actor at the time and moved up to Vancouver because I still wanted to audition while I was going to university. But it's not about... I had (laughs) no idea. That's crazy. Yeah. But I was just in LA and like, obviously I totally understand the allure, but do you miss Toronto? Like what's it been like making the transition? I don't miss Toronto. (laughs) Um, I love Toronto. Don't get me wrong. You know, like I've grown up there, but I am also someone who grew up moving and being very open to that. So I was born in Bangladesh, moved to Toronto when I was in second grade, lived in Toronto up until high school. High school, I went back to Bangladesh, did high school there, moved to Toronto alone for university, did my postgrad in the UK. So I've kind of always been someone who's moved around. I'm really attracted to big cities and Toronto just felt very small for me. You know, like I I felt like I kind of like I, I was like done with that chapter. Love it there. Love going back. We're going back over the summer um, to visit and, you know, it will always be home. But I think that for like a company that's like growing as fast as we are and just like the the I guess like where we want to be LA just felt like a better fit it's also like a mecca for all things wellness and so you kind of get ahead of trends here so this just felt like the right place and also there's an incredible community of founders who are some of my closest friends and you know I think when you're building a business, it's really important to have a support system of people who like deeply understand what you're going through and also who can offer help, even go to when things are really going right, you know? So I have that here in LA and we really like it. And also, honestly, we love the weather here. I am not someone who does well in the cold. Like I would honestly like leave to go to Asia for three months of the year because I was just, I could not handle the cold in Toronto and so I'm much happier here. (laughs) Cold in Toronto is like a whole other level. I think people in Vancouver just think of Toronto as like the Arctic tundra because it's so far away from here. It is. That's what it is. Like I swear I had like back issues because I'd just be hunched over like this and I feel like the cold like goes inside your bones. Like I can't even explain it. It's like, there's not enough layers that will protect. Like I've worn them all. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's the wind chill too. That's the thing. I think like that's why they have tunnels in Toronto. Like it's the, it's the bone chilling. However, I will say now being in Vancouver, the wet cold is I know, it's hard. Like 
it's a different beast. And it's, it's really funny because I am so used to like being in the cold. That's fine for me. But growing up in Toronto, I was in Toronto until I was like 15. So it was, I'm used to it. Like coming here, experiencing the rain six to nine months of the year, I actually decided to sign my youngest up for nature school because I'm like, I want you to grow up thinking that you can go outside in the rain. And that you just I love that, you know, I I actually I love that. And you're so right. Like it, it's like a perspective thing for sure, you know, and like whenever I am in like tougher climates, like that's kind of the attitude I like to adopt now because. I remember when I like like a few years ago, I wouldn't even go outside for a walk if it was too cold and I'd stay inside for three to four days at a time. And I swear like I was I was like spiraling. Now I was there last winter in Toronto and it was really cold, but I was like, I'm just not gonna neglect my walk. Like it's this is just weather. Like just put on layers and make the most of it. Like it's okay. <laughs> So spoken like I feel like you're a true LA girly now with this perspective. But no, I I did see that when you were there and you were walking to the gym at like 8 a.m. in the freezing cold. And I was like, okay, this is this is something to aspire to. It's good. We have a gym in our backyard. So we like just have to go out there. And even sometimes going out there because I wake up so early to work out at 5 a.m. in the dead of winter just to go out to the garage. It's like it's a trip. Yeah, I can honestly like I sympathize because it is not easy. And you're right, wet cold is so gnarly. Like I used to get it when I was in London and I was like, oh my God. Like, and sometimes the rain just falls and it's cold and there's no umbrella that can help you. No, it it's just like, beyond an umbrella situation. Like, what do you wear in the? Cold? Yeah, what do you wear? I honestly feel like what I wear in November to like April. It's just like, there's no outfits. It's just like Hunter Chelsea boots that are somewhat cute, but you're over them by April and like Lululemon Alliance and sometimes a cute shirt like and a sweater. And that's just what it is. A hundred (laughs) percent. Oh my gosh. That's, I didn't realize that you lived in London too. That's amazing. Yeah. I've kind of been everywhere. And so, you know, like I, I've spoken to friends who are like, oh my gosh, like moving is like such a big deal. And I'm like, for me, it doesn't feel that way because it it just feels like this very easy thing to do. And, you know, I grew up traveling a lot. My parents don't live in Toronto anymore, neither do Nisha's parents. And so my parents live in Bangladesh. Nisha's parents live in the UAE. So I feel like for us, like traveling is like nothing moving is like nothing. You know? Yeah. And it's just part of your life now because you're going yeah. every year to see them. And totally. Just like you just got back from Italy. Now you're going to France this weekend. So you just figure it out and do it. So you're going for your birthday. Where are you going in the south of France? So we're kind of doing the whole Riviera. Um, We're doing, we're staying in Saint-Tropez for the bulk majority. But we're also doing like uh, St. John Cap Ferrat. Like we're going to St. Paul de Vence for a couple of days. So just all over, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, like you can like just drive everywhere fairly easily. So uh, like, I think it should be a fun trip. I'm excited. Interrupting this episode to tell you about my weekly newsletter, What I'm Loving Lately, that comes out every Friday. I talk about what I'm reading, cooking, watching, listening to, and loving. And if you want to subscribe, you can go to my website, www.sophiecollins.com and scroll to the bottom to subscribe. 
That'll be so much fun. We were supposed to go to San Tropez last year, but we contracted norovirus the day before we were supposed to leave. Stop. Which we did use Bloodborne as well. Yeah, we had to cancel our trip. Like we woke up on Saturday, we're supposed to leave on Sunday. We canceled like the entire week the day before. It was so brutal that like at that point, you're like, there's no refunds happening. I'm excited to follow along and eventually we'll go one day and I'll I'll hit you up for tips when I go. I have all the recs for you. Don't worry. Um, Okay. Tell us a little bit about your strength training routine. You are one of those people I look up to that like lifts weights. And I have kind of been dabbling with it this year, just thinking about longevity and strength as a woman as we age. I know, you know, we're not old by any means, but thinking about like that next phase of life. So tell me a little bit about like what you do now, how you got into it. So I, for the, like my very first time weightlifting was, you know, I think it was like my second or third year of college. I just like lightly, lightly dabbled in it. And then right after I graduated is I got into it for like a couple of years because my brother is really into weightlifting. And so you know, he like, we just go to the gym together. And then whenever we weren't in the same city, I kind of like fell off and I just never continued. And, you know, I'd go back to Pilates or whatever. But as I've gotten older, right, like I've obviously gotten very interested in the longevity piece of things, because one of the most fatal things that someone can go through when they're older is a hip fracture or broken hip. And that can lead to mortality down the line. And so you protect against broken bones and fragility by making sure that everything is protected. And a lot of that you get through weightlifting and just making sure that you have muscles to protect you. And so I started weightlifting last year, um, May. Like Again, I got into the gym like really seriously. And I was like, I'm really going to commit to this because I want to build strength. And I just got really addicted to it. Like it is so gratifying to have strength to do things. Like it's really crazy for me, but like I can, you know, lift my suitcase all on my own. It's like these little moments where you're like, wow, I wasn't able to do that before. And also I'm someone who's very goal oriented. So to be able to go to the gym and see actual like numerical improvements in terms of like the kind of weight you're lifting is also really gratifying. So Right now, Nish and I are a part of this gym where we get personal training um, five days a week. So we do that. So we do three days of strength training and two days of cardio. And it's like really life changing. Like we are both so much stronger. I feel like the healthiest I've ever been. Um, and just I feel like thank you. watching your transformation with lifting weights and strength training and seeing how you kind of like switch the little things here and there. It's so inspiring and you look incredible and just like stop. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day that like I want to feel strong. I want to feel like, like I'm full of like, I don't know, like radiance and vitality. Like that's kind of like, those are like things that I want to feel. And I think being able to go to the gym and like do these things really allows me to feel that way. So it's also like a therapy session every time I go. It's like, so great to be able to leave it all at the gym floor and then move on. <laughs> there is a different level of effort you put in when you have a trainer. Like I find I work out by myself mostly just because I kind of have to with the kids, but having like someone there guiding you, you just try on a whole other level. 
Well, here's the thing. So I worked out on my own without a trainer up until like three months ago now. And I felt like I had reached kind of this plateau where I wanted someone to look at my form a little bit more closely because, you know, the heavier you go, like the more more chance there is that like maybe you're like holding something wrong or like you've not activated something fully. So it's really nice that someone else can kind of like look into that to make sure that I'm not making any mistakes that like, God forbid, there's like no injuries. And then beyond that as well, like when you have a tough day at work, for example, and you're going to the gym or like maybe you've not slept that great the night before, you kind of like make excuses sometimes, right? Or you'll go there and you'll half-ass it. And like sometimes like most of it is just like getting there and, you know, just being there even if it's not the best workout you'll ever have. But for me, I really wanted to take things to the next level. And I was like, okay, like I want to make sure I go to the gym and I don't cheat myself. And if I am like really exhausted, it's like I have a coach that I'm working with who like truly knows what I'm going through. Like I just lost my grandma a couple of weeks ago and I was like, like I was devastated. I still went to the gym and I told my trainer what I was going through and you know, we modified my workout, but I still came out of there feeling like I'd given it 110%. You know what I mean? So I think like, it's one of those things like Nish and I talk about this. And we're like, even if we have to cut back on everything else in life, this is something we wouldn't get rid of. Because what it's done for our health is like something that I mean, it's it's just like, I, I can't put it into words. No, I couldn't agree more. It's something that that's why we built out the garage. Because Again, we had kids, we like weren't making it out to workout classes, then COVID happened. And so we had this two year period where we kind of proved to ourselves that we could work out at home and we would totally and then invest in the gym, we got a sauna. And so it's like, it's already safe haven out there. The kids aren't allowed, (laughs) like it's kid free zone. When even when we're in the backyard, they're like, can we go in here? We're like, no, this is (gasps) what? So no, I totally agree. I think it's the, be- the best investment you can make. There are so many things down the road that it's going to help with and it helps with your everyday. I mean, it's like doing therapy. It's like having someone walk you through each of your days, like an executive coach. Like there's so much that is wrapped into that hour, I'm sure. A hundred percent. I know you're an avid journaler and this is something that I, it's just one of those things that you have to kind of let certain things go in your routine. And that's yeah. one of those things that's like, okay, it's, I don't get to it often, but when I do, it's it's super transformative. Tell me about like your journaling practice. Do you have prompts? Or are you just free flowing at this point? So yeah, I mean, at this point in my life, I've been journaling since 2015. So what is that? Like eight years? years? Yeah, so it's been a minute for me. So right now I just, free flow. And, you know, if I need to, I have like my own set of prompts that I turn to, but I just, I kind of know what I need in the moment. And so I just like sit down and I just journal it out. Um, it's highly dependent on what's going on that day, like what situation I'm in in life. So say, for example, if I'm feeling like overly anxious or I like, you know, we're dealing with a tough situation at work or, um, I'm feeling a certain way about like, you know, a friend or niche or whatever it is, I try to like go down the why path, right? Like, why are you feeling this way? Like, because the thing is, when we're dealing with something challenging, I think we try it like our mind tells us these stories, which are not actually true. And it's almost like if your best friend comes to you, and they're like, they tell you this whole narrative, okay, like they're going through some tough 
thing with the guy they're seeing. And all of a sudden, like there's this like story that isn't grounded in fact. And that's what we do to ourselves. I think anytime we're going through like a challenging time. And so I try to speak to myself like I would a friend who's going through something like that and comes to me and it's like a why game and I logic out of a situation or like I rationalize with myself. I find that's really therapeutic. You know, I have a future you journaling practice. You know, there, there's so many different prompts and practices that I have now. But, you know, I think for me, it's one of those moments in my day where I'm just able to connect with myself and just ground myself. I know what you're saying that like, you know, you can't retain everything. But and for me, for example, like as much as I would love to meditate every day, for me, it was like a choice between journaling and meditation. And I picked journaling versus meditation, even though I'd love to do both because you kind of have to make choices when you're busy. So yeah, like that's kind of doing everything half-assed and then you're like, exactly. all. So what's the point? Like five minutes meditation, five minute journaling, like 20 minute workout. It's like, are you even getting the benefit of either of those things? Exactly. And like, I think that, yes, like would, would it be nice in an ideal world to have a three hour long morning routine every single day of my life? Yes. Like that would be amazing. You know, I could do all of the things, but like, we're both busy women and it's just not always realistic. And so you hold on to the things that I think are most crucial. Yeah. And I think it's a season of life too. Like I just picture myself at like 55. I, like my morning will be like six hours. By mm-hmm. I've done. Wake up at three. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and your routine. Of- morning routine. But <laughs> and we're going to be super strong with all of our strength training. So a hundred percent. Um, I'm obsessed with, I know you don't share a lot of your recipes, but the ones that you do share, they're always like so accessible. And like, I have whatever you're talking about in my fridge and you know that I love your zucchini. Um, <sighs> what's like, what are you eating these days? Like, what are you loving to make? Ooh, that's such a good question. So I've been making for lunch this like really yummy, like tuna, like mix, which I add on to some sourdough <laughs> and then I have some broccoli. Yeah, canned tuna, but I like, you know, like I make like a whole like tuna salad out of it. And so, you know, I have like, what do I put in there? Um, Avocado mayo, like some Greek yogurt, dill, Tabasco, um, coriander, like just like a whole bunch of like different herbs. And it's so good. And I just have that with sourdough and then some broccoli on the side. So I feel like that's been on repeat for lunch. For dinners, I've just been doing like this really simple miso um, miso glazed salmon. So the recipe, anyone can Google it. It's the um, miso black cod recipe, like the sauce from Nobu. And instead of using black cod, I just put it in salmon. Like I just, I have it as a marinade sitting in my fridge so I can just like pick it up at any time and use it. Black cod. Like I don't even, I don't even think I've ever seen that at the store. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I think I'll have to go on like a hunt for this. And like, then I'd be too scared to mess up the black cod, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm like, this is very, <laughs> like $5 filet <laughs> at home. A hundred percent. Like don't, I don't think I can do that. I'm like too scared. So salmon it is for me. And then I'm also really enjoying making steaks for myself for dinner. Like I love a good steak. And so that's like also a really easy thing to make with some like cauliflower mash. So that's also a really good easy meal for me. You know, what's so funny that keeps coming up is a woman using creatine. And I think you said that you put that in your smoothie. Okay. So I feel like in the last like five years, 
that has changed from like men who are trying to get jacked to like weight train. So we're, we're doing creatine now. Is that the bottom line that I need to like be aware of? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. So, um, I did like blood work and like everything with my doctor and creatine was actually one of his recommendations. He was like, it'll help you with like building muscle, but it will, it also has like a lot of data around its benefits, like cognitively it helps with like focus and just like, you know, I think it, it helps with like dopamine as well. So there's like a lot of studies and science around it's just like holistic benefit. And so I've been having it in my smoothies every single day. I feel great. Honestly, I've built a ton of muscle in like the good way, like exactly how I want to look like I don't look bulky. And so I think like I should preface that because women are so scared to lift weights and, you know, they may not want to take creatine because they're like, I'll bulk. Like I don't look bulky. Like I look, I look probably the best I've ever looked, you know? So like these things are not going to take away from your goals. And does it matter? Like, do you have your smoothie in the morning and then you work out at four? Do you have to have the creatine like near the workout? I mean, there is like, honestly speaking, I've not seen enough data to make me believe that taking it after or like right before a workout is the only way that it'll be um, beneficial. I think it's just whenever you are going to have your smoothie. You know, if I was working out in the morning, then I'd have my smoothie right after my workout right now. Like, because I work out in the evening, it's not like I'm going to come home and have, you know, a creatine smoothie for dinner. Like that's crazy, right? So usually like I oscillate between having my smoothie as lunch or breakfast. It just depends on when I have more time to make my meal. So I'm not honestly too dogmatic about like when in the day I'm having it as long as I'm having it. Yeah, I love that. Okay, for the last little bit, let's do just like a little rapid fire. What is your greatest inspiration? Mm. I think having like my purpose is probably my biggest inspiration. So just showing up and helping women feel like the best versions of themselves that inspires me every single day. I love that. And you truly do that. Honestly, it's you. I know you're a big Robert Greene fan, but tell me like your top three favorite books or even like books you read lately that you've loved. Ooh, okay. So um, I just finished Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. Highly recommend. It's probably one of my top five favorite books. Obsessed. Such a good read. Um, also highly recommend um, Be Your Future Self Now. That's by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. It's an excellent read. Then I also loved The Alter Ego Effect by Todd. Oh my God, I'm forgetting his last name, but Todd Singh. And then The Betty Body by Dr. Stephanie Estima for anyone who's wanting to learn more about health and wellness, specifically in the female health and wellness arena. Oh, this is so exciting because there's two books I haven't even heard of. And I feel like that's very rare. Which ones? The Betty Body. I've never heard of that. So good. Do you follow Dr. Stephanie Estima? No. She's absolutely incredible. Like oh. in incredible. Like she is an absolute expert in health and wellness for women. It is, it's, I think I've read that book six times. Like, I'm not going to lie. I have like notes that you'd have to scroll through to get through like everything that she said in that book. It's really good. It takes you through like every part of your cycle, your hormones, like how you should be nourishing your body at different times, like 
why sex and orgasms are so important for our general health. And it's like, it's crazy. It's like the Bible. It's so okay. good. I am so download it after this. Did you do it on audio book or I did it on audio. Um, I also recommend her podcast. It's really good. I've also had her on my podcast. So if you want to like get a taste of her work, like I would start there as well, but she's, she's really, really great. I, I like her a lot. Amazing. Okay. Favorite beauty products right now. Mm, okay. I have a few. So the Shawnee Darden. Wait, are we talking skincare or makeup? Let's do a couple of each. Okay. I, so, I love skincare into beauty because that's like okay. the basis of it all. Exactly. I agree with you. So love the Shawnee Darden lactic acid. It's incredible. I feel like it just makes your face glow. Like I don't even know how she developed that formula, but it's like incredible. Love the Tower 28 SOS spray. It just helps me from not breaking out. Like it's it's a really, really clean, good product. And probably the Mara Beauty Cleansing Oil. I'm a big fan of it. It takes off all makeup, doesn't irritate my eyes. So I would say like those are probably like kind of on repeat for skincare. Then for makeup, what am I loving? Um, Say Beauty um, has it's this like oh it's called the glowy super gel in the shade sun glow so good it's so good the patrick ta blush is so oh my god this thing i can't say enough good things about it okay it's so good it has like it's this it's this thing okay it's like a two two it's like two products in one it's a cream blush and a powder blush oh and on alex earl like yeah okay i did Mm -hmm. see that i was like i should look into what this is it's Oh my God. It's like, I, I don't think I can like go back from it. Like I just have to buy it in every shade. It's amazing. I love blush. I'm like, no more bronzer. It's all blush for me. That's it. Just like tinted moisturizer and then blush like super high on my cheekbones. That's it. Love. Yeah. Such a, you will love this. It's, you cannot not love it. And then I really like the Kosas lip oil and RMS beauty has these lip pencils, which are so good. Oh my God, like pigmented, lax, like obviously clean. So is Kosas. And so, yeah, I would say like those have been, all of those things have been kind of on repeat for me. Okay, those are amazing tips. <laughs> um, okay, supplement routine. I know obviously we know you're a Ray routine, but any like cool new supplements? I know you were talking about Barberine on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that your new faves? So I actually started using Berberine last year when we went to Italy. So um, if your audience doesn't know, Berberine essentially helps with things like insulin resistance. It helps us process sugar a little bit more efficiently. And so I decided I wanted to take it when we were going to Italy last year because I knew I was going to be eating more starchy carbs and these foods that were um, not a part of my regular routine. And like this is one of those things that like I think TikTok has deemed it nature's azempic, which is absolutely false because it's not going to make you lose a bunch of weight. It just helps your body metabolize sugars more efficiently. That's about it. So berberine is definitely a part of my routine. Um, actually, interestingly enough, I just met with my nutritionist after doing like a bunch of blood work and um, this like thing called the organic acid test, where they essentially test your pee and um. She had me or she's just had me start this entire formula. It's a clinical grade brand. So like you'd need like a um, a doctor or a nutritionist to like actually give it to you. But it's called Glucose Supreme. 
And it has berberine in the formula alongside a few other ingredients, which again, like helps you metabolize sugar and carbohydrates a lot more efficiently. So that is one of my the things in my routine. It's really cool. What else am I taking? Um, vitamin D. Obviously, everyone takes that. Even me sitting in California, when I got my blood work done, I was like shocked at how bad my vitamin D levels were. And I like literally like sun is pouring in through my windows and I like walk outside four times a day and still my vitamin D levels were like tragically low. So no, I sometimes like don't take it during the summer, but I feel like I should. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to get your blood work done because you get like such a colorful understanding of what is actually going on. So definitely take vitamin D every day. I take another supplement called DHEA. Again, this was uh, like guided by my doctor. So when I got my blood work done, I learned that I was on the lower end of having testosterone. So I wasn't like below the lowest point, but like I was getting awfully close to that. So um, DHEA is kind of the precursor to helping your body build testosterone. So I was started on that too. What else? B complex I'm taking. So my supplement routine is like very customized to me. It's like actually like functional things that I'm taking based on like my goals, like how I want to optimize things that I was missing. But I think like for your listeners, like people who are just wanting to kind of like start a basic supplement routine, I would say like the most recommended things that have helped me throughout my life, vitamin D, magnesium, and um, omega-3. I feel like those are like the absolute basic building blocks and probiotic for the most part as well as helpful. Agreed. Okay. So the last few questions that I always ask, the first one is, what are you obsessed with? Mm. I'm obsessed with learning. I love to learn. I love to read. Um, So I feel like that's kind of like my life's obsession. And what makes you feel your best? Uh, doing things that bring me joy. Amazing. Thank you so much, Seth, for joining me today. This was like, I feel like we could just go for dinner now and talk for three more hours. And I'm just so, so grateful for your time. Where can people find you and how do you want people to catch up with you? So you can find me across social media platforms at Sif Hyder. You can find my um, podcast, the Dream Bigger podcast, wherever podcasts are found. And Ray can be found at array.co on social or array.com if you want to shop us. Amazing. And I think, did you just launch a smoothie in Erewhon with Array? Um, we had, but it was limited time. So it was oh. only in June. Okay. Well, hopefully it comes back. We'll get people to ask them to bring it back. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, it was like a really fun project to work on and um, people really loved it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And, you know, next time you're in LA, let me know. We'll grab dinner. 100%. Thank you so much for listening today. You can find me on Instagram at Sophie C. Collins or on my website at sophiecollins.com. And you can find my brand One Wednesday at one underscore Wednesday underscore shop on Instagram or onewednesdayshop.com. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, leave a rating and review. I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks to Podfather Creative for editing and production.